Dave Popovich. Played very well tonight. Great team defense. Did a good job. Kobe Bryant. Live from the Hood Cave, it's the Under the Hood Basketball Podcast. I'm Jonathan Hood, and we're brought to you by DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook. So glad you're with us. The NBA season is right around the corner. I cannot wait for the NBA season to start. It's going to take place, and also on Christmas Day, oh, that's when I get my chill time in, got my feet up watching the NBA. If you love basketball, if you love college basketball, if you love the NBA, this is the podcast for you. Don't forget to tell people John Hood's Talking Basketball on the Cap and J Hood podcast on ESPN Chicago and also exclusively on Spotify. We're going to hear from Nick Friedel, my buddy from ESPN.com. We'll put a call in to him in the Bay Area in San Francisco and get his thoughts about what's going on across the NBA. But first, we got to talk about the Bulls, right? We got to talk about what's going on, on the West Side. So, I look forward to seeing what this Bulls team is going to do because it starts with that gifted scorer, Zach Levine. And I saw a little bit of the preseason. Some people get over the top about the preseason. Oh, I can't believe what I saw there. They got blown out here, blown out there. That's what the preseason is for. Uh, I never look at the preseason and say, this is exactly what we're going to see in the regular season. But I look at Zach Levine and Kobe White, that one-two punch, right? And so just from the limited time I saw in the preseason, I saw Zach Levine picking up where he left off. The guy can score. We do know that. But I'm looking at Kobe White as someone who has to be able to be multifaceted as a scorer and as a facilitator. That's important for this Bulls team. Like, I like Kobe White. I like the draft pick. But as a young player, he's going to have to just grow into the position. It's one thing to know that Kobe White can score from the outside, that he can score from three, but also he's got to make others better. And I thought we saw some of that in the preseason. And again, it's just the preseason, but it's important for Kobe White to be that guy so he can make Wendell Carter better and make Lowry marketing better as well. So Wendell Carter Jr., so... On both ends of the floor, he's got to improve from last year. It's almost like we look at the Jim Boylan time and say, yeah, just wipe all that clean. It's a a fresh slate for a lot of those guys that were coached by Jim Boylan. But it is about the development, right? Wendell Carter Jr. has to be better on both ends of the floor. Defensively, he's just got to be able to be that guy. I think defensively, it starts there first. And then on the offensive end, he's got to be able to knock down threes on a driving kick. When he's open, he's got to hit those jumpers. Marketing was dancing around the perimeter a lot under Jim Boylan. So what I want from marketing is, now I know that you can shoot from the outside, I want him to be able to run to the rim and dunk the ball. I want him to be able to get those high percentage shots. You know, on a fast break off of a miss, I want marketing to the rim, and I want him to be able to finish right there. And so this team is young. I say they're going to be in the play-in game in the Eastern Conference because look at the East. 
Just when people are talking about the East was the least, you have Milwaukee. They very well could win the East this year with Giannis Antetokounmpo. There's Toronto. There's Boston. Miami. It's loaded. The 76ers. The Nets. Indiana. Eh, maybe Indiana. Uh, Orlando. Charlotte got better. So I don't think the Bulls are going to be a top six team or seven team. But I expect them with the added extra bonus of the playoffs, maybe they can get in this play play-in game. I don't expect the world from the Bulls at the beginning, but Billy Donovan, I think, is a really good coach for this young team. He will nurture and develop these young players, especially if they're blessed with good health. That's the number one thing, right? The Bulls have had so many issues with injuries in the past. I'm hoping that they'll be able to be blessed with good health so we can see some really good basketball. And maybe, just maybe in 2021, we could actually go to the United Center, some of us, and to be able to see the games. So that's a big hope there. So I'm going to talk to Nick Friedel. I want to get his thoughts about what's going on out west and what's going on with the Bulls. But I'm optimistic about the Bulls because, as I've been saying, it's new and fresh, right? Karnaschovas, Eversley, uh, Billy Donovan is the head coach. I, I like what I see. But it all starts with the lead guard and Kobe White. Let's see what Kobe can do to kind of lead this team. All right, let's talk a little bit about DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook. So... It feels just like yesterday that the Lakers was lifting up basketball's most coveted prize. Since then, we have seen a few marquee name switch teams. Luckily for us sports fans, DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app is here to kick off the 2020-2021 basketball season. To celebrate the return of basketball, DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook is giving you a 75-point spread on the team of your choice in opening night. That's right. All you got to do is bet on any opening night game, and if your team doesn't lose by more than 75 points, you will double your money. This Saturday, there will be an endless amount of action, so get in and all the action for sure across the sports landscape. But DraftKings is safe. It's reliable and secure, making it easier for you to deposit, withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook app now and use the promo code WMVP when you sign up to get a 75-point spread on opening night for a shot to double your money. That's code WMVP to get a shot at doubling your money on opening night. For a limited time, only with DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Illinois only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has got a gambling problem, crisis counseling or referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. Don't forget you can catch me with David Kaplan every morning between 7 and 10 a.m. Central Time on ESPN 1000 Chicago on the ESPN Chicago app. And also, for those of you listening on Spotify, make sure you tell people we got a basketball podcast. If you love college or the NBA, I got you every week right here on the Under the Hood Basketball Podcast. All right, let me call Nick Friedel, get his thoughts on what's going on around the NBA right here on the UTH Basketball Podcast. Nick Friedel from ESPN.com on another Hood Basketball Podcast brought to you by DraftKings. What's up, Nick? My man, how we doing? Oh, you know how we're doing. Basketball's back. We are ready. Did it ever really stop? Well, not for the Lakers. Or, the, <laughs> <laughs> or, or Jimmy and the Heat. Or the Heat. It just kept going. <laughs> I mean, honestly, come on, Nick. I mean, let's just be honest. The NHL's actually doing it right, right? They're, they're going to wait until mid-January, but it's the NHL. 
But Adam Silver says, no, no, I need the money today. I need that money for the holidays. And you know, all of us basketball fans are looking forward to the 25th, but man, it's so sudden for all the NBA players, especially the Lakers and the Heat. No question. And Hoodie, I think the bubble hangover, especially for the Lakers and Heat, it's going to be real early on. I'm not putting much stock into what we see early from any team because of the shortened training camp, because of the fact there was no summer league for rookies, but especially the Lakers and Heat. I really like the moves that they made, uh, the the adjustments they made to that roster. And I think they're better on paper than they were after winning it all. But to think that Miami or the Lakers or any of those teams that were in the conference finals are just going to uh, come out guns blazing and everybody's going to be playing big minutes, uh, it just wouldn't surprise me at all if any one of those teams faltered a little bit. And I just don't think that's going to be a very big deal given how little of a break that they got so you believe that the lakers with schroeder kcp and marcus all better roster this year than last what do you see there uh, and trez yeah uh, don't forget trez uh i i think that the lakers roster just has more depth than they did last year and obviously it was enough and we saw <laughs> how it all came together for him. And, and I say that as somebody who doubted the Lakers being able to win a title last year in the first season of, of AD, Ron, and everybody coming together. Uh, I, I was just flat wrong about how quickly that group made it work. And when I see those names, Hoodie, when I see Schroeder and I, I see Harold and... Marcus all in a more limited role off the bench. I like it a lot. I think the Lakers are primed to be a back-to-back champion if they can stay healthy and if LeBron can still play at that same high level. I mean, LeBron's unbelievable. The only question, like everybody else around the league is wondering, is can he play and maintain what we saw, especially in the postseason and the bubble, for another year. I mean, how much longer does it go on for a guy who I believe is going to be 35 or 36 uh, here shortly? So I, I, I would, I would still bet on the Lakers in this sense. I think the Clippers have a hell of a roster. I'm curious to see what the difference is with Ty Lue, uh, but the, the Lakers, to me, as we sit here in this new season, look very, very much like the team to beat. Well, with Golden State, a team that you're keeping your eyes on in San Francisco, uh, it's going to be life again without Klay Thompson, but there's a healthy Steph back. There's Wiggins as Oubre. Um, so h- how do you see this team now, again, being Clayless? They are, in a best-case scenario, probably a five-seed. Mm-hmm. And that is with everybody staying healthy, with Steph being on the floor most nights and playing at the high level we've come to expect from him with Draymond being motivated, healthy, ready to roll and be that defensive engine and emotional engine for the group. I, I am very curious. One of the, the biggest questions I have for the, the whole season is to see how James Wiseman plays in his rookie year. Right. And Hoodie, I, I'll tell you a quick story over the last week or so in, in being on all these Warriors Zooms. And listening to Steve Kerr and Bob Myers, it's very clear they're trying to tamp down expectations. 
Steve Kerr is saying, hey, you know, everybody's looking for David Robinson here. This is David Robinson in his second year at Navy. <laughs> this is David Robinson after redshirting, uh, you know, uh, basically and uh, being a sophomore in college. And then you listen to Steph and Draymond. And Steph and Draymond have come out and said, this guy can be a monster. I mean, his length and, and him running up and down the floor, the energy that he's brought to this team and the defensive anchor they're expecting him to be alongside Draymond is going to be crucial to any success that they have. So uh, could they exceed expectations? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, I've never been a, f- a big fan of Wiggins. You you know that. Yes. We've, we've discussed it for many, many years. I don't, <laughs> I don't think he comes to Golden State and all of a sudden – the magic pixie dust gets sprinkled in. Oh, you know, he, he's a great player again. I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to be the same thing as it ever was in Minnesota. Some nights he looks fantastic, and you go, wow, this guy's great. And then other nights you're like, what the hell is he doing out there? Uh, Ubre's in a contract year. I think he's going to be a nice fit. The question is, can he shoot it consistently from the eyes outside? We're going to see. But yeah. uh, when I look at this team, I look at a team that – just needs to get healthy, get into the playoffs, and then maybe they can make some noise in the right matchup and attempt to get to the second round. But in a best case, I think that's about it. I remember talking to Kelly Oubre when he was first drafted for NBA Radio. I talked to a lot of those draftees that, during that time. And I said, what What made you leave Kansas now? He said, well, Coach thought it was best that I leave and go give try my chances in the NBA. I said, oh, Coach said it was best. Okay. <laughs> That's all you need to know about that guy. Um, so, oh yeah. You, so, <laughs> that, that, that <laughs> oh boy. I just yeah. think, I just think it might be best. I mean, try your luck. <laughs> I just think it's best. It's oh. a very Caliparian answer. Also. <laughs> you could see Cal throwing that one. Hey, you know, you've been great, but I got three kids coming behind you, so that's the luck on the next level. <laughs> what is wrong with us that cover the league, Nick? What's what's wrong with us? Listen, if if. If LeBron or Giannis is are going to be the best in this shortened season, then they do deserve the MVP. What is this whole thing of, oh, we're tired of voting for someone, so we got to vote for someone new, where Luka is front and center as an MVP favorite for this upcoming season. So the question is, if he is an MVP favorite in Vegas, does his, does his play match what Dallas could do this year? See, I think it's it's two different uh, conversations. Who Dallas is, and then Luca for MVP. Not sure how that works. I agree with you. I don't think Dallas is some world beater that's going to win a, a bunch more games than people expect. Uh, but this it, this is a fascinating discussion here, hoodie, because this is all about media narratives and the media, and I, I think. By proxy fans, they just kind of get sick and tired of voting and or hearing the same conversation about, well, LeBron's still the man, and should he win another MVP? And Giannis has won it twice. Are we really going to give it to him a third time? Uh, This is the fickle nature of being on the outside looking in as far as working your way up and and being a young player who's, who's found stardom in the league and then getting to that point. And then having everybody try and tear you down in, in some way or another. I can just tell you personally, I had to fill out the predictions. Everybody has to make predictions for ESPN.com, the writers do. And I sat there and I went, all right, I don't think LeBron is going to play enough minutes consistently in this condensed 
year after the bubble to, to win, to, to put up the numbers you need to win that award. Uh, I think it's going to be a real struggle, even if he is terrific all year, for Giannis to win three in a row because people just get sick of voting the same name. I don't believe that the Mavs can play on the level that Luka would need them to to reach uh, that kind of conversation. So you know who I landed with? and hmm. I, I thought about Anthony Davis. I thought if, if there's a narrative behind a Laker, it's not going to be Anthony Davis, it's going to be LeBron. Right. So you know who my pick ended up being? Hmm. And I, I, I worked my way through that to this point. It was Dame Lillard. Oh. Because I figured if Dame plays the way Dame can, and, and he's one of the very best in the league, on top of the fact, if he's dropping 30 every night and Portland surprises some people and, and becomes like the three or four seed, he's going to get a hell of a lot of push from certainly the media and the fans because they're going to say, well, the reason the Trailblazers have been so great this year is because Dame has played on another level and it's his time. Everybody else has gotten their chance. It's Damian Lillard's time to shine. So. Uh, he is my pick. Uh, I'm sure people will hear that and say, well, no, there's no way Portland does it. Well, we'll see because I think there is a, a definitely a fatigue when it comes to voting for Giannis again or voting for LeBron one more time. I think Lillard has the narrative push needed if he can string the right season together. And we go to the East. We have not spoken since Giannis was able to secure the bag I'm, I'm, first of all, I'm very happy for that market, Nick. It's very good for Milwaukee to have Giannis there, and he may stay there all five years. He may not. All I know is, is he's got the super-duper max, so he's locked in. But my question is about this roster, though. Milwaukee did all they could to try to satisfy Giannis for him to stay. Ho- Drew Holiday, Middleton, Lopez, DiVincenzo. I look at this roster and say, are you sure you're better than you were last year? Now, I, I expect Giannis to be able to take another step, sure. But Drew Holiday? I'm with you. <laughs> I am with you. Yeah. Uh, but here's what I would say. How many years did I sit there and <laughs> tell you and we would discuss that Eric Bledsoe was not the answer on that team, was not the point guard that was going to get them to the finals out of the East? So you take Eric Bledsoe out, you put Holiday in, and now all of a sudden you are more dangerous, certainly, I believe, at least with those top three guys, than you've been. And let's go through the predictions again, because I went through this the other night. It's really perfect timing for for you and I to have our, our, our conversation now, because I started thinking, all right, I really like Miami. I just think that with what they had to expend to get into the finals in the bubble, I think in a post-bubble world, and maybe there are fans at the end of this season, or a lot of them in arenas again, maybe they're not. In a post-bubble world this year, without adding that third star to go with Jimmy and Bam, I'm not sure if they can redo the success they just had. Okay. Uh, Philly with Doc. I think Doc is going to have a hell of a year and make a big difference on that team. I just don't know in year one if you can expect a Philly team that has always sunk under expectations to turn it around that quickly. Okay, so in my mind, they're not in the conversation. Mm-hmm. 
So, so now all of a sudden you have Milwaukee, who I've never, <laughs> I've never been high on, at least as a, a true title contender. And you have Boston. You could make an argument for Toronto too, but I, I, I just don't know if they're they've got enough because what, what we saw in the bubble. I mean, Boston, Boston eked out that series. So you have Boston with Tatum and Brown, and I, I just like the fact that they had the experience that they had. And they're younger, and they're going to be better. And I've always liked Brad Stevens. So, therefore, uh, at least for me, it came down to Milwaukee and Boston. And, Hoodie, you know this very well. Boston just does not match up well with Milwaukee. Right. Those matchups aren't to a point where you feel confident that in a series uh, they can make the most out of them. So, all that being said, I, I actually think this is Milwaukee's year finally to get out of the East. I do not think they can win the title and get all the way through, but by process of elimination, I have Milwaukee coming out uh, of that side, and I think Giannis is going to to show everybody, hey, I'm a different player than I've been. I'm more motivated to make it happen, and I feel like now is the time for him to to do it. Uh, I look at... um the team that intrigues you the most in the East, what team stands out most that you're looking forward to seeing in the East? I want to see the difference Doc makes in Philly. Mm-hmm. I, I really do because I I like Brett Brown, uh, but his time had just come, and it happens. And, and Hoodie, as a, a quick parallel, I've never been that high on Mike Budenholzer. If he doesn't win this year, he I, to me, he's gone. So mm-hmm. you better win if you're Bud there, because if you don't and you don't make the postseason adjustments that team's going to need, uh, you're probably long gone. So with that uh, as the context, I think that Doc is just one of the very best coaches in the game. And when you have a coach that can be that new voice in, in his own system and you have a player in Joel Embiid who I don't think people have written off, but people are kind of like, all right, is it ever going to happen? Are, are he and Simmons ever going to click the way they need to? Are they going to be able to to fit the right pieces in, in place that they're going to need to finally get through and, and cut through the East? And really, I think I'm putting a lot of stock into Daryl Morey, too, because there is always a move to be made for Morey. He always is looking for that next piece, and he has a track record not necessarily of winning titles, but of finding the players needed in season who become available or who you weren't sure were available, and he makes them uh, a fit for his own team. So I think over time that Philly group is going to have a lot of success, and I think the difference for Doc is that he's now in a, uh, a different place and a different time in his own career, and he gets to put his own stamp on a group that has historically underachieved for a while. All right, Nick, here are my playoff teams. You ready? Let's go. Okay, uh, not in a particular order. I'm just, I just threw out some names, some teams where I think that's going to make the postseason in the top eight. Lakers in the West, Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, Jazz, uh, Warriors, Mavericks, Portland, Grizzlies. And I'm not sure, are the Suns ready for that next step yet? Or is it the Pelicans? I'm still not sure about that. Someone's got to be the play-in game, I, I, game, I'm sure. 
But I've just those are my teams I'm looking at as postseason teams. Yeah, I, there's there's nothing hoodie in there that stands out to me that is that egregious. I, I'm with you on most of it. Uh, I, I don't know on New Orleans. I still have serious questions as to whether or not Zion can stay healthy. I have always liked Stan Van Gundy. His teams always uh, have been interesting. I know it didn't work in Detroit the way he wanted, but I think he's a very good coach. Uh, But as far as the playoffs are concerned, there's nobody on your list right there where I go, man, I can't believe that that team is missing. I, I think you have it about right. Now, here's the thing. I omit it, Houston, because I don't know what's happening with James Harden. It's a mess. So, so yeah, the latest is is that the Heat has opted out. They're not going to deal with that because that's just too much to give. I'm not giving you Tyler Hero, Jimmy, Adebayo. I'm not giving you any of those players for James Harden. I'm, I just, I'm just not going to do that. So the Heat have opted out as of our recording. And so I don't know if Houston's going to be in the mix. I I would like to run it with Harden, Boogie, and Wall and see what happens. But I just think it's unfortunate. Steven Silas gets a good job. The Houston job's a good job, wouldn't you say? And then, like, now the star wants to leave. Okay, so what are you doing? You know, right. and I don't know what I don't know what Harden wants because clearly he wants to be a follower, not a leader. There are no uh, follower jobs in the NBA on any roster that's going to be good this year. Uh, No question. And, Hoodie, you and I have watched this through the league for over a decade now. In that, how many times when a star comes up for a trade and says, I want out, (laughs) you better get me out of here. How many times does the other team get proper value in return? Right. just does not happen. So if you're Houston, you're just caught. You are caught in a very bad place. Maybe they keep him for a while. Maybe they don't. But if you know he doesn't want to be there, uh, that that has just train wreck written all over it. It feels a lot like when Anthony Davis is like, I'm out. And then they didn't trade him for a while. And, and that, that whole season was just a mess because it hovered over everything. So uh, it's not going to end great for the Rockets in the short term. I'm curious to see what happens down the line. But... If I'm them, you find the best deal you can make, and you make it. Because if not, every day of the year it's going to be, well, what what does James think? Uh, how much of a distraction is it? And everyone will say, oh, it's not a distraction. We're just focused on the team. Well, yeah. That's ridiculous. Because everybody's human. Yeah, well, if he, lo- he must have loved Atlanta so much. Get a trade to the Hawks. You <laughs> <laughs> like you, you like those strip club wings so much? Go, go down there and play. Oh, if he got his jersey retired in the Houston strip club, I can only imagine the kind of stuff that would go down in the Atlanta strip clubs if uh, James appears on the scene on a regular basis. (laughs) My teams in the East should make the postseason Milwaukee, Toronto, Boston, Miami, Sixers, Nets, Orlando. I'm not. I can't. I don't have a read on Indiana yet. I, I I don't know if Oladipo wants to stay or not. I don't. New coaching staff there. I'm not sure what to make of Indiana yet. But in that play in, Charlotte's better. And what about the Bulls? What do you think of that? No Bulls. No uh, Bulls. Wait a minute, man. No Bulls. That uh, that would that hoodie. If if Billy D turned it around that quickly with the roster he has at the moment, that would really surprise me. It really would. I, I just think that roster doesn't have enough 
frankly, that just doesn't have enough talent to to get to that point. But uh, the back end of the week, the East is just eh. what? <laughs> like I don't know. It's I, you don't I, believe I, you don't believe in Orlando's development. No, there will be a seven or eight no, seed, no, no, no. and I don't know what to no, make no, of Indiana no. yet. But I gave They're always you, a seven or eight seed. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Well, but, but but I gave you I gave you six strong teams though. I gave you the Nets, Sixers, Miami, Boston, Toronto, and Milwaukee. I and and I'm glad you you mentioned the Nets because I know the Kyrie stuff is it's just so weird. It's so weird. All 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 of whatever is going on. But I feel like this storyline, for whatever reason, has gotten lost, and it's the fact that Kevin Durant is healthy, and he's coming back. And I, it's the same thing I, I feel when people talk about Steph. Because I think people in this type of society we live in now, it's, what have you done for me lately? And and there, there's such an immediacy to everything. We want to know it all, and we want to know, know everything right now. Right. Steph Curry healthy is unbelievable. Kevin Durant, when healthy, is unbelievable. Now, does that mean that, uh, in this case, the Warriors and the Nets are just going to vault themselves back into finals contention? I don't think so. But people have seemingly forgotten how talented those two are when they're right physically. And uh, that's what I am really interested by going into the year is seeing how they both look because it's been so long really since we saw either of them I mean, Steph only played like five games last year and Kevin didn't play at all so uh, do I think Brooklyn is a legit title contender not this season uh, but with KD and Kyrie if you add a couple more pieces over time that team is going to be very very dangerous if if things uh Continue to hold up behind the scenes, but no bulls. Oh, the bulls! Yeah, yeah. Paint pay me the picture of bulls playoff team this year. Well, if, if <laughs> the way that happens is, <laughs> if Zach Levine's going to be Zach Levine, right? So he's going to be him. That means that you take a big step if you're Kobe White as as a scorer and a distributor. It also means that marketing is going hard to the basket and not dancing around the perimeter. That means Wendell Carter Jr. got knocked down shots. Now, again, those are big leaps. Patrick Williams looks good early, but again, that's just preseason. So I expect him to get meaningful minutes. So I, you know, I, I like what Billy's got to deal with, but it's the hardest job that Billy's had in his career in the NBA. It is. But it's not impossible. I don't don't expect miracles in year one, but by year two, year three, you turn that roster over, now it's going to be more of what Billy's looking for. But I would tell Bulls fans, don't look for anything shocking here in year one. There are eight or nine teams I like over the Bulls in the East. But But it's all, to me, about the development of Kobe White taking a huge step of being a a two-way player for this Bulls team. Hoodie, I know you are in agreement with me on this. Uh, I really like Billy Donovan. Yeah, absolutely. That was a a really solid hire. I I feel bad just as a I guess a basketball romantic that they couldn't wait one more week because Doc would have been the guy, <laughs> and Doc coming home <laughs> to Chicago to oh, coach the Bulls. Oh man, would have been so cool on so many different levels. Uh, but 
they had no control, and they they picked the best coach they could get at that time, uh, through no fault of Karnasovis or Eversley, anybody who was there. So I think Billy was a really really good hire. I just when when we're going through the possibilities for the Bulls, I, I don't see it. Uh, I was there. Uh, I'm sure you and I talked. Uh, that night at the Garden during <laughs> Lowry's rookie year when he's dropping like 35 and 17, you're going, oh, my gosh, like, this kid's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, finally, they have a piece that they can build around. And he he just hasn't been very good, frankly, uh, the last year or two. And the whole key to the bowl season is can Gilly and that staff unlock marketing? And if they can, the Bulls at least will be in that conversation for a postseason berth. If they can't, I don't know what the hell they're going to do because I, I, I just I am I'm not a fan of really the rest of the roster. I think Wendell Carter Jr. can be a solid player, but Hoodie can't stay on the floor right now. Keeps getting hurt, right. and when that happens early, you wonder if if that continues throughout the course uh, of a career over time. With Kobe White, he's a scorer. I don't see him much as a distributor. Uh, we'll see, I guess. Maybe he can be. And with Levine, my thoughts are, are well documented at this point. A really nice scorer, but he's he's basketball's designated hitter. When he's got it going, he is a very, very uh, solid offensive player who can get hot on anybody. But the defensive part has always been a question mark. I've seen nothing that leads me to believe that it's going to develop that much more than what we've seen uh, on a night-to-night basis. And so with all that in mind, with Pat Williams, I've seen the same stuff that you've seen. He looks okay early on. looks like he's got talent, but how does that translate over a new year when rookies don't really have much time to acclimate? So I just don't buy the turnaround this quickly for the Bulls, but uh, it is so crucial for the league. And you mentioned Milwaukee signing Giannis. It is so crucial for the league, for the Bulls and for the Knicks with our old pal Tibbs to be good because it sets up so much more interest uh, for uh, the NBA when they really need it. Well, happy holidays to you and your family, Nick, as always. I appreciate it. And if you haven't heard anything else in this podcast, just keep in mind, Zach Levine, the Harold Baines of the NBA. All right. So, <laughs> Hey, Harold Baines is in the Hall of Fame now, hoodie. Zach Levine, I, I mean, you never say never, but that one would really surprise me. All right. Under the Hood Basketball Podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Happy holidays, everybody. We'll talk soon on the Under the Hood Basketball Podcast. Harold Baines, Zach Levine. I love it.